Welcome everybody to the Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. We made it. We are officially here, boys. Week one is upon us. It's legit happening right now. I'm Danny. That's Matt. That's Scott here as always. And tonight is September 10th. Um, actually, this exact moment is, I believe, halftime of the first game of the 2020 season between the Texans and the Chiefs. How are you guys doing? Are you super pumped? I'm feeling pretty vindicated, Danny, because Sammy Watkins is like the wide receiver one on the Kansas City Chiefs with a touchdown, probably the highest target share. My God, I was right on the hitting the nail on the head with this one. Yeah, this is exactly what we said one year ago after the week one that Sammy Watkins had. <laughs> Just like last year, he had one half. But Tyreek Hill was out that game, right? Uh, was he? I don't know. Either way, sure. I will say this. This whole offseason, this is episode 26, I believe, Matt has brought up Sammy Watkins' name half of the, of the times, and he is correct. So far, that was... Uh, <laughs> That was all correct. So we'll admit it's been fairly tongue in cheek, but <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> yeah. So what do we have on the docket for today? A lot of stuff. There's a lot of injury news to go over, both good and bad. Um, like most Thursdays moving forward, and you guys are probably hearing this on Friday and through the weekend, we're going to do our week one prep. We're going to do our stardom sit-ums. We're going to go over our confidence pool picks. Um, That'll help kind of with your survivor stuff. We're going to go over DFS starts because we all love FanDuel and we all love DraftKings. We love playing that stuff. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit more about injuries and streaming plays and stuff like that. Let's get right into it because there's a lot to go over. A lot of news and notes slash injuries to talk about. We'll start with the NFL deciding recently that they're most likely going to continue the daily COVID testing with their players and personnel. They we're planning on taking it from daily and moving it to like every other day or maybe three times a week or something like that because the amount of COVID positives that are coming back are so minimal. But the NFL Players Association is like, why mess with a good thing? Let's just keep doing this daily for the rest of the season. That, yeah. there's, no, there's nothing negative about this, right? Yeah, it no, just seems it, like it would be opening it up for issues if you don't do it every day because then it's not going to get caught as soon and that just seems like it's going to snowball. Yeah, they're paying Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars i think they can afford some COVID. <laughs> right. yeah yeah that's that's exactly right look guys you gave this guy half a bill <laughs> why don't you test this on a daily <laughs> basis but the it's still below like 0.1 percent of positives that are coming back for all personnel so now we're starting to have contact though with each other so we'll see what happens but hey we got a beginning of the season and it's i mean that's a good point. It's it's not just the testing. They've their protocols apparently have been pretty effective at this point, which is kudos to them because we've seen the struggles MLB has had, uh, even a little bit in the NHL. So, uh, good job so far, NFL. Let's keep. I mean, if they can keep each team equally healthy when they play each other, it shouldn't be an issue. Is my That's thought correct. on it. That's um, correct. But they have to keep this going. So let's get into some injury news because that's super important at a time like this. Let's start with the positives. Uh, some people that got the all clear signs and are returning all the way to practice. AJ Green and Joe Mixon of the Bengals both got their tags removed of questionable. They're ready to rock and they're practicing in full. That's good. David Montgomery is officially practicing in full. That was scary for a minute there. His groin, I thought, was ripped right as it happened. And now it's like, hey, we're 
we're okay. It's ripped. Ripped it right off. Right off the bone. But no, he's all right. And then uh, Amari Cooper and Kenyon Drake are both back to practice in full, so they are going to be good to go. Some more concerning things, both injury-related and not injury-related, but injury-related. Cortland Sutton. Uh-oh, Cortland Sutton owners. He is getting an MRI on his shoulder because he fell hard at practice. He had to get walked back to the locker room with trainers. We have no idea yet what the injuries are, what it's going to look like. If it's a serious, if it's nothing, um, if he's going to be able to return to practice tomorrow, we've got no idea, but it's definitely something to watch. That's a super sad one. I was excited for him this year. I thought he was just primed for a great season. Uh, as a Titans fan, it's not awful for Monday night, mm-hmm. but um, disappointing. It kind of gives those rookies on that team a little bit of a bump, I guess, in fantasy week one, but I can't imagine that's a huge bump. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. That's a big bummer. I feel like he's kind of the the vet that in that receiving core that's going to be leading that team and being the stable guy. And if he's out for an extended time, that's really going to put a damper on their early season. He's another guy that I really liked, and I ended up with zero shares of him. So, yeah, um, not as concerned personally about the news. Some other stuff that came up more so, not injury related, but more so it could be coach speak. We could be looking too far into this, but JK Dobbins running back of the Baltimore Ravens, a lot of hype around him and he's listed as a fourth running back on the depth chart. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Or does this mean anything to you? <laughs> I guess Matt answered the question. Didn't they just say a couple of weeks ago that he's going to have a significant role in their offense? Yeah. So I think it's, it's making the rookie running back earn his chops, respecting Ingram going into the season, but he's going to get his opportunities. I think they even still said that as a number four, he's going to get opportunities. And mm-hmm. I think they want him to work for it and to deserve more. And nobody drafted this guy as a starter and he wasn't priced that way. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. Keep him on your bench because that's where you drafted him to be at the beginning of the year and see what happens. Is this the same situation with Jonathan Taylor? Now that they're describing Taylor's role in week one to be spelling Marlon Mack, who is the starter. So there's giving Mack a break. Is this the same kind of coach speak that you guys think is going on with Dobbins? I, I don't know there. That's tough. Cause like, like we mentioned earlier on Mack showed some pretty impressive stuff last year, but Jonathan Taylor should be better. Right. But if Matt can take his early season opportunities and just really run with it, <laughs> run with it. Um, uh, yes. That's about the worst pun we've done. Um, Knock him out early. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can, he can really keep Taylor off the field. It uh, depends on how well Matt can do, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I thought Mac was going to be getting the bulk of the carries early in the season anyway. So I don't find this surprising right now at all. Week one, would you guys start Dobbins or Taylor? So. Ooh. That you is don't have, tough. I mean, if you have other random options like James White and stuff like that, would you play Dobbins or Taylor? I Maybe think play Taylor. Taylor, yeah. And I mean, you drafted him way above where Dobbins went, so you got more eggs in the basket of playing his upside. And, yeah. Yeah. I think I so, yeah, they could be up Taylor. by a lot and <laughs> giving another yeah. guy some carries. Um, other news both, both LA teams, the Clippers and the Rams. I did do that on purpose to everyone. Uh, the Clippers and the Rams both have decided, not decided, they have talked about using all three backs in a trifecta attack kind of way. They have Told you, Eckler owners. Now, <laughs> yes, now, Matt and Scott, you two specifically, not me, I was not a part of this, and shame on me, but you guys said from the beginning that Eckler is not going to be the guy. So this could be, it could be coach speak as well, and then Eckler gets 60% of the carries, but 
the way they're talking, he's not, yeah, right? I, I definitely thought that was the case early on. The one part of this news that I hate is the Acres news. I got him in uh, the majority of my leagues because uh, I liked his potential this year, but it doesn't sound good at the moment. All right. Um, those are the concerning players. There are three players who did not practice on Thursday, and that's a little bit concerning for the weekend. Kenny Galladay being the big one. Uh, Lions wide receiver pulled his hammy, not at practice on Thursday. Something to watch for sure. Right, guys? Is that con- That's concerning if they didn't practice. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad. I want, I want everybody to be healthy on Detroit's offense this year. Same issue with Mike Evans. Hamstring did not practice today. Uh, that's what he tore before the end of the last season, right? I don't think he, to- he tore his or hamstring. Or pulled it or, or something. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was. Something. It was his hamstring though, right? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if it's the same one or what, but mm-hmm. that doesn't bode well if that ended your season a week early and then mm-hmm. first time you're, well, not first time in practice, but you're really ramping it up and then you already tweak it and you haven't even played a live game yet. That That doesn't spell good news. That seems like that could be an on and off all season long. Yeah, honestly, I stayed away from him and Godwin just because I hated how high both of them were being drafted right next to each other. But if this news would have rolled out like two weeks earlier, I would have mm-hmm. snatched up some Godwin shares. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, week one, if Galladay and Evans are both on the field on Sunday, knowing that they had limited practices and had these minor tweaks of their hammies, would you guys play? I mean, you got to play Galladay and Evans if they're out there, right? You put the draft capital in there. Definitely Galladay. I'll, 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 Certainly suit him up if he's on the field. Yeah, he just got that touchdown potential on that team that even if he doesn't get a lot of targets or huge flashy numbers, I mean, you think that he's going to be their main look in the red zone and he might steal you a touchdown and put with, up good points for the week. Yeah, with Evans, there's questions outside of his injury. Just uh, how is this offense going to look this year? It could be totally different. So uh, that just compounds my concern going into week one there. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver of the Steelers, also did not practice on Thursday because of a foot injury. Um, might as well just not play him. Then he's not. You didn't put the draft capital into Deontay Johnson, which is a real bummer because I think us here at Chumps and Champs are really excited about Deontay Johnson's prospects for the year. But uh, other guys that were limited but are still expected to play, keep your eyes on Miles Sanders and Devontae Parker. They both had hammy injuries, but they are practicing it on a limited fashion. And I think DeAndre- they said Sanders could be a managed workload, I think, which is not something you want to hear, could be coach speak, but not good sign. Yeah. And uh, DeAndre Swift has his hip injury that we already knew about from a while ago, but he is practicing from in a limited way. So I don't think you can touch Swift for week one because of the cluster that is the Detroit backfield with the AP signing. Let's get into week one stardom sit guys. Let's do our stardoms first. Um, each of the chumps has picked a couple of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends that we absolutely love this week. Matt, why don't you start us off with a couple of QB stardoms? My first QB starter is Jimmy Garapalooza. Oh, um, yeah. I love <laughs> you like that? Yes. You come up with a new one every week, uh, and it's always a gem. But uh, I've, I've talked about him multiple times about how I, I still really like him as a quarterback on a great offense who's going to score a lot of points, and they're playing against Arizona, who not only is just a not great defense, and I don't think they've improved much since last season, they're awful against tight ends. And guess what Jimmy Garoppolo has? He has George Kittle there. So. Flows so perfectly. <laughs> you like that? He practiced um, that before the show. 
multiple times in the mirror. But uh, he's my number one. My other is Cam Newton. I, that's more of just like I'm excited uh, for him. Uh, and they're playing Miami, which uh, I, I wouldn't be as excited about if it was in Miami, but they are home in New England. I think Cam Newton's going to have a, a fun time here in his first start in New England. Scott, a couple of stars from QB. Yeah, I got Big Ben as my number one. Uh, he's playing the Giants this But he's week. away. He's away. <laughs> yeah. And the Giants, I believe, had the worst defense in the league last year, if not very close to it. So with him being healthy, and again, we've talked about how we think Juju and Connor are both going to have bounce back years. They're going to have a good offense. It's going to be very productive. I very much like him in this week one against that defense. Again, everybody's healthy. My second quarterback is Wentz. And my only note is he's playing Washington. Good. So. I like mm-hmm. that you picked him as a starter because I think, uh, at least from what I drafted, he's going to start in two of my fantasy leagues. I am a little concerned about his banged up receiving core. And I guess Miles Sanders is banged up. Alshon Jeffries out. Rager's out. A uh, little concerning there, but it sounds like Wentz with his mild hamstring thing is going to be full go. So he'll at least be out there. Mm-hmm. I think he'll make it work just fine against Washington's D. Yeah, yeah. he did the same thing last year. So uh, my stardoms, uh, Jared Goff, LA Rams. I think that when you lose Todd Gurley and you don't know what you have in the, in the backfield, you're going to end up passing a lot. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a good offense. I think they can put up points. I think Goff is going to have to throw it just like they did last year. So I don't think he's a bad pick this year, this week, I should say. And Josh Allen. Josh Ooh. Allen, I think is, I, I know we're not as big on Josh Allen as, you know, the rest of the world, I think. But I think this is the Josh Allen show and they're playing the Jets. I don't think this is anything scary whatsoever. I think we're going to see a rushing touchdown from Josh Allen and a couple of, uh, of TD tosses there. So I think that's a good. Yeah. I don't love him season long on my fantasy team, but you got to like him at home against the Jets in the home opener. Um, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, start him from a running back position. Matt, go ahead. Oh, my first start him is Josh Jacobs at Carolina. Ooh. I'm, and you guys will see this from the rest of my picks. I'm very typically a, like my stardoms are playing at home and my sit-ums are usually away just because it gets in my head so much, but that's not as big of a deal this year. Right. With the the COVID, the fan size, everything, there's a little bit of uncomfortability with travel, but not as big of a deal. But Josh Jacobs at Carolina, I think he's going to have a great break, or I guess first performance of the year. Going to look good. The other one's Dalvin Cook versus Green Bay. I don't think Green Bay's rush defense is going to be that great. Dalvin Cook is going to show what he can do in Minnesota, and that's a great rivalry right there. It's going to be fun. Scott, why don't you give us your running back stardoms? My first one is Chris Carson at Atlanta. Yeah, I, I like think that. that's going to be a point-scoring game. Both teams are going to drive pretty successfully to put up points. Uh, Atlanta's defense isn't great, so you got a team with Seattle that's been together. They obviously have good chemistry, so the lack of preseason I don't think is going to affect them too dramatically so I think Chris Carson's gonna have a a pretty solid week one and the one I think I'm even a little more excited about is Mostert versus Mm -hmm. Arizona 
Yeah. And that is because they're talking like Debo and Brandon Ayuk are potentially not going to play in week one with tweaks and injuries. So that means they could rely even more on the run game, which would just send him through the roof in terms of week one potential. Mm-hmm. My couple of stardoms, James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's not injured for week one. And you may hear me say that a lot moving forward. Yeah, there's a lot of injury concerns for James Conner, but you know when he's not injured so far is week one, and they're playing the Giants. Uh, we touched a little bit on the absolutely crappy New York Giants defense. I think James Conner's going to do great, especially week one, because they're going to want to temper the Ben Roethlisberger stuff, okay? Like, uh, he's, his elbow's fine. His elbow's fine. But why don't we just hold, hold the phone, and maybe we'll run the ball a little bit more week one, get him back in the groove and the swing of things. Also, my other stardom is Mark Ingram. We touched on J.K. Dobbins, and now they're like, yeah, we want him in there. But Mark Ingram, I think, is going to have a big week one because I think these rookies, including J.K. Dobbins, are going to be brought in gently. Stardoms from a wide receiver perspective. Matt, give us your wide receiver stardoms. Okay, my first wide receiver stardom shouldn't come as a surprise, but mine is Michael Thomas. He is going to be playing at home in New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and Tampa Bay's uh, pass defense isn't fantastic. It's an easy start. Yes, if you drafted Michael Thomas, you are starting Michael Thomas. You shouldn't be listening to me right now. But it's just such a great situation. I had to bring it up. My other one I'm going a little bit back and forth on. I had Terry McLaurin because I'm getting hyped about him. love Terry McLaurin. Uh, Yeah, and he's uh, playing Philly, um, who doesn't have the best pass defense. I think... Obviously, McLaurin's going to be the guy there. The one thing that's kind of holding me back is, I guess, he'll be uh, probably matched up against Darius Slay, who's a very tough lockdown corner. So I'm kind of holding back here. I think I'm still going to commit to saying he's a stardom because of his talent and his opportunity this week. So start Terry McLaurin with a little bit of hesitance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good point to bring up Darius Slay in the corners, and who knows for week one. But Terry McLaurin could be a star. He could be, he could burn Slay, and everyone would go what? So I really like Terry. Yeah. I, I I got a little hyped on a little like highlight reel I saw. I was like, don't why is everybody sleeping on Terry McLaurin? And some of these catches and plays mm-hmm. and routes he was running were just insane. So it really, mm-hmm. it's amazing what a highlight reel can do for your opinion of of a player uh scott give us your two wide receiver stardoms uh my first one is calvin ridley uh, i think that seattle and atlanta like i was just saying with carson they're going to be a high scoring affair and i think atlanta is going to be throwing the ball quite a bit with that being said i know we always think of seattle as having a great defense and they didn't do too bad last year but their past defense was obviously not what it's been you know, when they were the Legion of Boom, their pass defense actually wasn't ranked that high. I think they were kind of middle of the pack last year. Mm-hmm. So for a team with Ridley and Julio, where I think Julio is going to kind of take a little bit of the focus with Ryan throwing it, I think Ridley's, you know, prime for a big game in week one. You can't stop this guy from talking about Ridley. Gee. I know, right? Uh, the second one is I'm going with Chark from Jacksonville. I think they are going yeah. to be. Down for most of this game, <laughs> and I think they're going to be get ready the to ball. hear that on Thursdays moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, and I think he's obviously going to be the first look, and he might get 
a decent amount of garbage time points. But hey, points are points in fantasy. So he's one of those where I definitely think you're playing him in week one and with a lot of confidence. More points, Terry McLaurin or DJ Chark? Who would you start this week over the between the two? I'd go Chark. Matt? Oh, man. I, I'd probably go Chark. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. My stardom, uh, Allen Robinson. Look, I am getting more and more hyped on Allen Robinson as the days go by. I, li- I honestly, in my heart, think that the Lions can put up a lot of points. That's who Chicago's playing week one. So I think that Trubisky is going to have to throw the ball, and I think he's going to aim for Allen Robinson just like he did last year constantly. I think, I mean, I'm I've been in 12 targets for Allen Robinson in week one. That's about what I think he's going to get. I think it's just an outstanding play against that high-powered Lions offense, that Super Bowl-bound Lions offense, right? <laughs> then you got Michael Gallup as my second stardom wide receiver. Amari Cooper is... I mean, he was banged up. I know he's practicing in full, but I think he's going to get the Jalen Ramsey treatment from L.A. And I think that's going to leave Michael Gallup to get a lot of targets and scoring opportunities. What do you guys think of Gallup and Lamb knowing that Ramsey's probably going to shadow Cooper? Yeah, you got to be excited about that with the ability that Gallup showed last year and the talent. I mean, it honestly, he could have been getting the number one guy half the season because he was doing just as well is Amari in a lot of games, to be quite honest. And another year under his belt, he's got a little more experience. You know, it could be a bit of a transition where it's more of a 50-50 in terms of timeshare and who's putting up points and that kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't love Gallup, the matchup um, in Los Angeles against the Rams, but I do agree that he'll probably be the most effective out of all of these receivers there. So for that reason, I would still give him the, the start. Let's get into our tight end stardoms. Matt, go ahead. Whoop. The first one is really easy. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was already my stardom QB, and my stardom tight end is George Kittle versus Kittle Arizona bomb. because we all know, at least ending last year, Arizona had an awful uh, tight end defense. Jesus. But, <laughs> but yeah, George Kittle has also been my number one tight end all year. Again, if you drafted George Kittle, you are starting him no matter what. So feel confident in this first matchup. You're going to get a great little confidence boost because he's going to have a great day against Arizona. My other one is the other guy I've talked about all year is Hayden Hurst. Uh, he's playing against Seattle in Atlanta. And just like we mentioned earlier, it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, and I think Hayden Hurst comes out the benefit. We're going to see that Matt Ryan loves to still throw to his tight end, who's now Hayden Hurst, and it's going to be a big confidence boost for all those people that drafted Hayden Hurst because I told them that too. Mm-hmm. You did. You did the whole time. Scott, tight end stardom. I have both Gronk and Cook in the same matchup, and so pretty quick note on this. I think both of the quarterbacks look for them in the end zone kind of as one of their first looks because they're big guys and they can outbattle some of the backs and get open for those quick routes, those quick slants and that kind of thing. So the with the quarterback and their relationship in the past with, I mean, you mentioned in the last week how Cook's touchdown uh, percentage was insane. It was like 25% of his catches were touchdowns last year. So obviously Breeze likes to look for him, and we know the history of Gronk and Brady 
So these two, I think, in a high-scoring game where this is just going to be a shootout, yeah, I think both of them are great plays. Yeah, I really like the Gronk play. We'll talk about that coming up here. Um, my two stardoms, uh, Evan Ingram of the New York Giants. Um, he's not injured right now for week one. And if he's not injured, you got to play Evan Ingram all the time. I think that game's going to be high-scoring as well, Dallas. Or, I'm sorry, the Giants and the Steelers. I think the game's going to be high-scoring. If anything, the Steelers are going to score a lot of points, and the Giants are going to have to come back. But my second tight end is Tyler Higby of the Rams. I think that game is also going to be high-scoring, Cowboys and Rams. And if they keep going with their 12 personnel, Higby eight at the end of the last season. I think that's just going to continue. All right, boys, let's get into the sit for the week. The bummer. Let's bum everybody out. These oh. are the guys we're not really not interested in this week. Uh, Matt, start us off with your quarterback sit <laughs> My first one isn't too big of a surprise. I, I doubt you drafted him, but if you're looking at streaming quarterbacks and you're kind of looking at the bounce back year for Baker Mayfield, week one is not the week. They're in Baltimore. They got a great pass defense. Not a good matchup for a quarterback. This week one is not where Baker Mayfield mounts his, uh, his resurgence, so stay away there. The other one, it pains me to say it, um, but I have Matthew Stafford versus Chicago. I, yeah. think, I think it's a tough week one matchup, and I think he's still not going to be bad. It's not going to be bad. It's just not going to be a great fantasy performance. Um, do not drop Matthew Stafford. He's going to be a great fantasy quarterback all year, and I hope he proves me wrong week one, but I just don't like the matchup. Yeah, with the Galladay news. It, that I mean, too. That's a little scary. Uh, Scott, go ahead with your quarterback sit My first one, kind of the same thing if you're looking for streaming or you took this guy as someone for upside, is Burrow. I don't think week one he's a very good play. First off, I think you got to give him a little bit of time make sure you know what you got and that that offense is clicking with him in there and he is everything that people are making him up to be. Not only that, but the Chargers, I believe, had a top 10 defense last year. So it doesn't just seem like a great matchup to throw him out there on week one. If that's your number one quarterback, you waited a little long, first of all, in yeah. the draft. And yeah. there's probably somebody that's still floating around in the, free, uh, the waiver wire that you can plug in for a week. Uh, my other is Kirk Cousins. First off, I don't think he typically has very flashy stats. He's kind of that team has runs through their, or the offense has run through Cook and their running game a little bit more. But it always seems like when they play Green Bay, it's not a high scoring offense. It yeah. seems to be a little more of a battle, a grinded out type of game. And I don't think he's going to be throwing more than two touchdowns. So I don't think he's going to be a great play this week. Yeah. Yeah. The Burrow thing. The Chargers have a couple of really great corners, too, so it's not really the optimal NFL debut. I will say they just lost Derwin James, though, right? Yeah, and they lost Derwin That James. was a huge part of that secondary. Yeah, I think they got what they have, Casey Hayward and uh, Chris Harris, I believe, they got from Denver. So good corners. But, yeah, the, the Derwin James thing is big. Uh, they lost him last year, too, didn't they, the Chargers? He's like a star safety, and he hasn't played in like two. Eh. My, my two quarterback sit Daniel Jones. I just told you to start Evan Ingram, but Daniel Jones, I think, is due for 
three turnovers. I'm calling it three turnovers for <laughs> Daniel Jones between fumbles and say so how many are fumbles? Yeah, all three. <laughs> so let's just. I know there's a lot of hype for him to break out, but Pittsburgh's D is elite. And I got Aaron Rodgers, kind of what Scott was saying with Kirk Cousins, low-scoring affair with the Vikings Packers. And let's see what we get out of the guy when he has Devontae Adams and Lazard as really the only two guys. Let's see what happens here before we start to jump on the Aaron Rodgers train. Um, Sidhams, Matt, your running back Sidhams for this week. Uh, my first one is going to be no surprise to our listeners, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, it's Kenyon Drake uh, playing at San Francisco. Great defense, great run defense. Like I've, are you just going to leave him in the template every week for your sit? <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've stated all year, I don't like Kenyon Drake, but uh, I obviously don't think that this is the situation. His big years last year, or sorry, his big weeks last year were against poor rushing defense rush defenses and this is not the situation here if you drafted Kenyon drake you probably drafted him in a spot where you need to start him and he'll probably put some points on the board but if you drafted three wide receivers in the first three rounds and have a good flex play to back you up maybe you sit him for that third round running back instead i'm not sure but uh i don't like the situation this week and i don't like him in general other than that i got jordan howard uh i just I still think Brita is going to eat into his workload a lot. And I think Brita is eventually going to take it over. And other than that, they're playing in New England. And I, I don't like anything about that. Please don't try to start Jordan Howard in your flex this week. <laughs> uh, I agree with the, uh, I agree with both actually. I'm I mean Kenyon Drake at San Francisco, even though I'm a big Kenyon Drake believer. Uh, it's tough to sign off on at 49ers. Uh, when everyone's healthy for that defense. Scott, you want to give us your running back sentiments? Yeah, first one is my boy Leonard Fournette. Obviously, he just got moved to Tampa Bay. They've talked about how they're going to use the committee. I don't think that's going to be the case for long, but it's going to take a week or two for him to get caught up, learn the playbook, get acclimated to the offense, really kind of get his feet under him. So I don't think he's a good play on week one, maybe week two as well. I know it's against New Orleans, and like I said, it's going to be a shootout, but I think this week it actually will be a revolving door at the running back position. Next one we already kind of touched on was Jonathan Taylor at Jacksonville, but again, I think Mack is still going to be the guy at the beginning getting the bulk of the carries. He did too well last year to be cast aside. I feel like Jonathan Taylor is getting drafted a little high just because, like I said, I think Mack's going to have a significant role all season. It might not be obviously 50-50, but I don't think it's going to allow Taylor to put up these monster numbers that a lot of people think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier, too, with the coach speak. Um, I think those are two good setups. You can't, yeah. Um, as I start Jonathan Taylor in one league. Uh, my two setups, my first one for running back is Cam Akers. I just, let's wait, again, let's just wait and see what the, how the touches and the carries are going to go there in LA. I think that he is the running back to own for the Rams, but just let's pump the brakes for a minute. And my other sit is Melvin Gordon. I've talked in the last couple of episodes about how Matt has convinced me of Philip Lindsay's uh, success. And I, I don't like that. He's got a rib problem. I don't like that. He can't breathe. 
you need to breathe to play a running back, a little known fact. And so, I'm, the big thing there is if you have the bench capacity to sit Melvin Gordon week one, it's not a bad idea for those reasons and just to see how this workload shakes out. Um, maybe play somebody with a higher floor week one and you, you can throw Melvin Gordon in there later on if all of a sudden he's getting all the carries in Denver. Do you would you play if you had to go be, between these two players? What would you guys pick to play this week in week one? Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay? Ooh, well, I know. I, yeah. I all of a sudden, I mean, it sounds like it should be an easy Melvin Gordon, doesn't it? I I would think Melvin I don't Gordon. Know. They brought him in for this. I know he's having issues, but oh boy! All right, well, I got one share of Philip Lindsay, zero of Melvin Gordon, but I don't think I'm playing Philip Lindsay week one. I really want to see how this shakes out myself. I don't think yeah. either of them. You really had a draft in a must start. You're right. Position. You're right. You're right. You're right. So hopefully you have a couple of running backs ahead of him um that you can start and maybe find some value in your flex elsewhere to give people if there is anyone that's trying to make that decision i will throw out there i would play melvin gordon but i'm not happy well, first of all they're playing against the titans defense which is an automatic negative yeah right? no not gonna happen guys all right sit-ems for wide receiver matt you may begin uh my first one is jameson crowder um I, I know he hasn't been drafted super high, but some people might be thinking, okay, he's the best receiver on the Jets. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start him in my flex, but let's hold off a second here. Uh, first of all, it's the Jets. <laughs> second of all, he's, he's had a hamstring injury um, that he just came back from, but let's, let's not put the cart before the horse on him uh, actually being effective on the field. And they're, in Buffalo, and we've all talked about how much we like Buffalo this year. He's just he he may be a wide receiver one on the Jets, but I can't feel confident with him in a starting lineup right I now. I could be the number one wide receiver for the Jets, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, um, yeah, other, other one I got is Amari Cooper, and I kind of touched on it earlier when Danny mentioned Michael Gallup was one of them's his stardoms. Amari Cooper is one of my sitems because I don't like the matchup against LA Rams in. Los Angeles and Amari Cooper is very boomer bust. It's it's a it's a hard sit him because who knows he could boom this week, but I did I don't think the situation calls for it. I think it's an easy sit him for me. Jalen Ramsey, man. I don't I mean I love Jalen Ramsey's talent and I feel like he's gonna shadow Cooper and Cooper can get shut down. Yeah. Darius Slay did that all the time. So Yeah. All right. Uh Scott, your sit him for wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I'll make this quick. Uh, I have both Shepard and Slayton of the Giants. Whichever one you got to share in, I don't think it's going to be a great week for them. I think Pittsburgh's <laughs> just going to shut them down. Uh, Pittsburgh had one of the best pass defenses, and it's still the Giants. I, I until they really show me something, I don't have a lot of confidence in them. So, mm-hmm. and if either one of them you drafted, you didn't draft them as a starter. So this just isn't the week to play them. Yeah. My sit I've got A.J. Green. Um, I, he's going to get matched up with, I think, Casey Hayward, probably, of the, the Clippers. And let's just, let's just take it easy. He hasn't really played a, a down in quite a while, so let's see what we get. And Devontae Parker. I mean, Devontae Parker, if he does play for Miami, he will go up against Stephon Gilmore, I believe. And I think Gilmore would shadow him, and that sucks because Gilmore's the best corner in the league. And he just got done being hurt with something. So, bleh. 
Um, and I'm just going to go right into my sit tight end. I'm just going to throw everything off. My sit tight end is no offense. I, I know that there's a lot of promise for him, but I know it sounds like a homer, but I think the Titans can shut down Noah Fant. I don't think that's going to I don't I mean he's gonna get some work, but not like you're gonna want. Noah Fant, more like Noah Fade, am I uh, right? Well Noah can't. <laughs> oh. oh, did I win that? Uh, All right, good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right, Matt, go ahead, you're a tight end. Uh, mine first one is Austin Hooper. Obviously he's had some good years in the past, but he's in Cleveland now and they're playing in Baltimore this week. I, I've made it known that I thought it was more Atlanta that made him awesome than himself. So just him being in Cleveland and against one of the best teams in the league right now doesn't make me like that situation. Other ones, Darren Waller kind of said the same thing there. I, I don't think he's going to be the same Darren Waller we saw last year. He's in Carolina, not playing at home. I think Carolina's going to be decent against tight ends. I don't like either of these guys. Look elsewhere for your tight ends. Mm-hmm. Scott, close it out. Sidham's a tight end. All right. I just got one. I got Hawkinson, and I did put that down before the whole Galladay issue really came to light. Even with that being the case, Chicago's obviously got a solid D, and I just don't see him busting out on week one. I think at most he'll have, I don't know. Call it. Hand, call it hand, exact stat line. A handful of catches. He'll have, no. he'll have five catches. For 42 yards. Okay. That's, that's not ex- awful. It's not awful, but it's five not someone Five catches I'm... for a tight end isn't awful. I yeah. wanted to see five for 42 exactly. This is going to be amazing when this happens, Scott. So <laughs> good for you, man. Um, all right, guys. Woo, let's take a break. Stardom Sidham is over. Uh, when we come back, we'll do our DFS starts, and we'll do confidence pool, and we'll actually make our picks for week one. So stick around. Woo. Welcome back, champs. Week one analysis going on. We've got done with our stardoms and sit-ems. And now we're moving on to our streaming plays of the week, our DFS starts, and then our confidence pool to close things out. So let's talk about some streaming plays, guys. Toss them out My there. first streamer is going to be James Robinson. He's still only owned in 39% of the leagues. If you need to stream somebody to plug into a flex spot, I think he's your guy. He's going to get touches. Coaches just came out saying that they want to play him all over the field. They might just be hyping him up for week one, but I think he's going to do fine if you need to stream a position like that. Other one is the Tennessee Titans. I like their odds against uh, Denver week one. Shut and they're down. Only, they're only 43% owned. Yeah, I'm a homer, but uh, that's my defense. I think you should snag because they should be available or hmm. are available in most leagues, I'll say. I just got one, and that's the guy I've been talking about the last couple of weeks in Nikhil Harry. I just think with that offense, he's going to be the, a, a really good play most, well, I don't say most weeks, but I think he's going to be effective in that offense, number two behind Edelman, and he's only owned still in about a third of the leagues. I don't know if he went up from 30 to 33 or he already was at 33, and I'm just remembering wrong, mm-hmm. but, you know, maybe I was responsible for that 3%. Yeah, (laughs) I like people listen to you when you talk. People perk up. (laughs) I like him. If I had another spot on my bench, I feel like I would be picking him up. I just don't have anybody I want to drop right now. But he might make his way on my team if that 
if he's still there and somebody goes down or something. We'll just ask the commissioner for another spot and I'll probably give you one. Okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, my streaming plays, Marvin Jones, especially if Kenny Gall. Well, even if Kenny Galladay is out there, who knows what his role is going to be if he's a little bit hobbled with that hammy. Um, and Jerry Judy. Yeah, I know the Titans are going to shut down that offense, except for Jerry Judy. I don't have a good feeling about Cortland Sutton playing at least week one. Um, we don't know the severity of his injury, and Jerry Judy is electric. So, yeah, go for it. See what happens. He's electric. That was real good. Uh, Scott didn't join just for. I was going to say something with the electric slide, but he yeah. went to that route. So, yeah, we got it. Whatever. <laughs> um, let's get into our DFS starts, guys. Woo! Quarterbacks you like from a DFS standpoint, week one? Matt? Uh, mine are the same ones I had on the stardom uh, category. Jimmy G and Cam Newton. They're both hey, in dirt price- cheap. <laughs> yeah, they're in a good price range. I think they're. Uh, by the way, if people don't know, we're gonna we're gonna use FanDuel prices. I know DraftKings are a little bit different, but uh, I guess adjust on the fly if you're looking at DraftKings. Correct. Uh, but Jimmy and Cam are what seventy four hundred, seventy three hundred. Uh, so they're they're definitely not the most expensive. They're in a good tier. They're gonna be productive. I think they got great week one matchups. Let's go with them. Mm-hmm. Scott, what do you got? I got Matt Ryan. He's only, what, $200 more than Garoppolo at 7600 and I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot in week one. That offense is going to be clicking, and I very much like him, and I think I have him on, on the team that I already put my lineup in. Okay, I changed my mind. I want Matt Ryan. All right, so Matt picks Matt picks Matt Ryan. Uh, my DFS starts. Scott, you like this? I do. I got your boy, uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, you're gonna hear a couple of Colts come up. They, I don't know if you know this. They play Jacksonville. Jacksonville's gonna win that game, aren't they? I'm gonna look like such a jerk, but Philip Rivers is 7,100 bucks. That's nothing for what he can do to that Jacksonville defense. So, uh, Matt, give us. A couple of running back starts in DFS this week. You just heard me say it in the streaming plays, but James Robinson, he is dirt cheap. He is 4500 4, for James yeah. Robinson? Well, the, the week one, they always release these uh, rosters Way early. real early because they want to get people getting in uh, contests and not whatnot. So got to take him then. you got to take him in DFS. That's a great one. It's going to be super easy for him to hit value. Um yeah, I, I like him. Uh, he probably won't be in all of my lineups, but he's definitely going to be in some of them. Uh, other one is Joe Mix, and he's, I think, the highest tier running back in a great situation, great matchup, who's not demanding top-tier cash. He's only 7,300. Fire up Joe Mix in week one. And I also don't think they're going to want to like frazzle uh, Joe Burrow too much. Yeah. So why not lean on Mixon a little bit more and... Yeah, I like him a lot week one. Mm-hmm. Scott, running backs from DFS? So my running backs are the same as my stardoms, which doesn't make it a lot of fun, but they were Chris Carson and Mostert just because of what I think they're going to do this week, and they're not super high in cash value. Mostert's only 6,200. And like I was saying, if you got Debo and Ayuk that have injuries that are not only going to limit or take them out completely... I think he's got to be a great play this week. I mean, like Matt said, Kittle's really the only one that's left then. So I think his value could be tremendous at 6,200. Carson's at 7,200. Again, I like the matchup. I like what he could do. So that's not super expensive for what I see him putting up. 
Yeah, and um, my two running back starts for DFS. I also had Raheem Moster. I think that's amazing. And I got Marlon Mack, um, Colts, but also 6100 bucks. And with them sent, talking about the split between Mack and Jonathan Taylor being a little bit closer to 50-50, if not favoring Mack at the beginning of the season, go for it. Now's the time. Uh, they might be up by 30 and then just run the ball out with Mack. Who knows? Um, DFS starts for wide receivers. Matt, go for it. My starts kind of fall in line with your sit-em, Danny. Or your, sorry, your stardoms, Danny. Good. That's Allen Robinson. Like his matchup week one, he's relatively well priced. He's seventy two hundred dollars as like a wide receiver one in a great matchup. That's a great play. The other one should be a little bit surprising. I have Marquise Brown, who we've talked down upon um, in Baltimore, but. Uh, the coach speak is saying they're really liking him. He's added some weight. He's going to get targets. They got a great matchup uh, week one against Cleveland in Baltimore. I think Marquise Brown could easily hit value at $5,900. Um, and, yeah, he's a wide receiver one on that team. Why? That, uh, that's a bargain at that price. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that bad. I've heard a lot of good things about Marquise Brown. I'm not seeing it, but at $5,900, yeah, absolutely. Scott? What do you got for wide receivers? First one is T.Y. Hilton. He's only priced at 6400 on this week. And we've talked a lot about how much we are huge fans of Indy's offense. I think they're going to be putting up a lot of points in week one. And he's going to be getting at least double-digit receptions and targets, probably 12, 13, I would imagine. So yeah. I think he's a steal at 6400 this week. My other one is Metcalf. I was talking about I like that matchup earlier with Carson. I think they're going to be putting up a decent amount of points, and I'm just I'm going to be surprised if Metcalf doesn't walk out of there with a touchdown in week one. There you go. My wide receiver DFS starts. Uh, I'll say DJ Chark, 6,600. We talked about him. Someone talked about him in a stardom role up there. They're going to throw a ton. But my absolute, you have to start him. Wide receiver in DFS is Deshaun Jackson. $5,700. He's the only wide receiver in Philadelphia to throw the ball to right now. He is, he's, he has to play him. He's going to be a target monster until he gets hurt, So, which may be week one, but you got to start him. <laughs> also DFS. mentioned, he is only 53% rostered in Yahoo leagues, which makes him a bit of a streaming play also. So yeah. we didn't touch on him earlier, but definitely if you need a flex play, fire up Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, I'll do my tight end DFS because I'm speaking. But Rob Gronkowski, we talked about him a ton, $5,500. Another player who just happens to not be hurt right now that could get hurt a lot. Take advantage of him while he's not hurt. Uh, Matt, give us your tight end DFS. He was also my stardom, Hayden Hurst. Um, he's playing in Atlanta versus Seattle. Seattle doesn't have the best defense against tight ends. He's only $5,200, which is fairly cheap for tight ends. Uh, love Hayden Hurst. I think he's going to be great in this offense. Go for it. Scott, tight end. Mine was Cook. I think, like I said earlier, that game's going to be a shootout, and I would have picked Gronk if you didn't already have him, Danny. Yeah. He was at 5,500. Cook's at 5,900. So they're both pretty reasonably priced, and I could easily see both of them getting a touchdown in 75, 85 yards. Do we have uh, defenses? Let's start, Matt. Defense and uh, DFS. I have one. Um, usually what I try to do is find 
the cheapest defense who has a good matchup and is playing at home. Um, and I can't say that's that's everybody's strategy, but with me, that kind of landed me on the Bengals. I think the Bengals are only $3,600, and they are playing at home against the L.A. Clippers. And I think it's just a really good situation for them. I think they they have a really nice, safe breakout week to really show people like, hey, man, this team's for real. And everybody thinks that's going to be their offense doing everything with Joe Burrow and Mixon and Green being back. Um, but I think their defense could pull off a few big plays and uh, make some noise. So don't be afraid. Yeah, I'll toss in uh, Philadelphia is 4,500. They're playing Washington. I think that that's going to be nice. I'll throw in uh, Indy against Jacksonville. Jacksonville. They're only 3,700. So. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. DFS starts for week one. Let's close things out with our confidence pool picks, our locks of the week, and our upsets of the week from an NFL standpoint. Uh, this was fun. This is the first time I've done a confidence pool like this. So just to break down what I'm talking about for all the champs out there, um, I'm going to list off the matchup, all the matchups for the week, all 16 games for week one, including the one that's happening right now, but we already made our picks. And we're going to list off who we took and how many confidence points we gave them between one and 16. If we give them a 16, that is the team that we are most confident in, our lock of the week, and we'll acknowledge that they are our lock of the week. If there are one, that is the one that we're most uncertain about. So we'll also acknowledge to everyone what our upset of the week is and see how many of those we can hit throughout the year. You guys ready? Hell yeah. All right. We'll begin with the game that's currently happening right now. Kansas City Chiefs versus Houston Texans. Who you got? Matt. I had Chiefs confidence 12. I had Chiefs 9. I've got Chiefs 14. Yeah. Should have gone higher, damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Seattle at Atlanta. I have Atlanta, but only at three. Nice. I have Seattle at eight. I've got wow. Oh, yeah. I've got Seattle at six. Oh, this is so, interesting. Yeah, I, that's, I, like, I like that pick, Matt, um, even though I got Seattle winning the Super Bowl. But. Um, New York Jets at Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I got Buffalo Bills uh, with 13 confidence. I got Bills at 12. I got Bills at 11. Uh, Chicago at Detroit. I got Detroit because I like them, but only at a two. I got Detroit at five. I've got Detroit at three. It scares me. (laughs) Uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota's five. I got Minnesota four. I got Minnesota... At one, I'm not mm. confident. Uh, you just got that Green Bay thing in your head. I'm the refs scared. Are gonna yeah, call a bunch of <laughs> BS penalties for him. Doing what they're doing for the Chiefs right now. Yeah, you're. Oh, right. he said it. I said Great. it, guys. I'll go on record. Um, Miami at New England. I got New England winning this one. I think my cam confidence earlier kind of showed that uh, seven confidence points. I also have New England at seven. I have New England at seven. Wow. Same same one. All right. Philadelphia at Washington. Lock of the week. This is <laughs> definitely also my lock of the week. I got Philadelphia 16. Yep. <laughs> I've got Philadelphia at 15. Mm. Yeah, I'm not so confident in the Eagles prospects for week one, I guess. 
Yeah, they do. They do have a lot of injury concerns, but I still mm-hmm. think they they pull this one off. And I can still switch around these confidence points later on if the injuries <laughs> get worse. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas Raiders at Carolina Panthers. Got Carolina, but only at a one. I still really like Las Vegas, but I think Carolina pulls it out. I have Carolina at three. I've got Carolina at five, and they are my upset of the week. I'm calling. I'm well. You guys called it also, so that I makes guess my that's technically kind of my upset of the week too. Then because I've got yeah. one other one, but it's not as many confidence points. Well, that's lame. Um, <laughs> Indianapolis at Jacksonville. I got Indy at fifteen. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've got Indy with my lock of the week at sixteen <laughs> points. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page there. Cleveland at Baltimore. I got Baltimore 14. Yeah, me too. Baltimore at 12. Uh, Los Angeles Clippers slash Chargers at Cincinnati. Upset of the week. (laughs) I got Cincy at six. I've got the Chargers at two. I got Cincinnati at four. I'm with I'm with Matt on this one. I like I like the Bengals in this in this matchup. I believe in Joe Burrow. Um, <laughs> probably I would say the game of the week. Would you guys agree? Tampa Bay at New yeah. Orleans. It's got to be. Yeah. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Go ahead, Matt. At Narlins at eight. Eight. So this, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. This oh is what I was going with with my upset of the week based on the pick distribution of what it says. I had Tampa Bay, but only at one. I've got New Orleans at two. That's going to be super. That was the one I was back and forth on. I don't know. No, no it's, it's in, know. in New Orleans, and Tampa Bay's just a bunch of hype right now. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is going to win this game. Uh, Arizona at San Francisco. San Fran, four. San Francisco at six. Okay, I got San Francisco at ten. Yeah, I feel like I should have San Fran higher. Maybe I'll have to do some adjusting later. But I do think Arizona has a lot of unknowns that could really explode for him this year. So exactly. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're I, right. I think six is as high as I was comfortable going on that one because yeah, I like Arizona's offense this year. So that one, and I kind of talked about how I'm a little down on San Fran, not even making the playoffs last week. So uh, Dallas adds the L.A. Rams. I got Dallas at ten. Dallas at eleven. Dallas at nine. There you go. We're on the same page. Now the Monday night games. Pittsburgh Steelers at New York Giants. I got Pittsburgh at 11. Pittsburgh at 13. I got Pittsburgh at 13. And I'm very interested in seeing what Matt has to say about Tennessee at Denver. Well, if you've been following, you know what confidence points I have here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) You do the math. I uh, I have Tennessee at nine. I think that's a really good spot to have Matt. Yeah, I got Tennessee at ten. I got Tennessee at eight. So good us. We can do this. We can do this, guys. Not a ton of upsets from at least my perspective. Right in the first, the first, the week one confidence pool and picks. I want to get off to a, a not <laughs> not a throwing darts at underdogs. I had a lot of underdogs at the beginning. I'm like, okay. Maybe you should chill out a little bit because when you pick a lot of underdogs and then you try to match up confidence points and you don't have any confidence in <laughs> yeah. any of them, it's really hard to hit submit picks. 
But that's it, guys. Week one preview is complete. Now you've got everything you need to get started in this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful fantasy football season. Um, if there's anything else you need, just shoot us an email at our website, jumpsofchancepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll answer that shit on the air. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you can just tweet us, Facebook us, anything, and we will respond. Yes, we want to interact with you. Just talk to us okay we're approachable we're approachable guys shut up (laughs) (laughs) matt touched on this but like and share our stuff on facebook we're on instagram we're on twitter chumps the champs go to chumpschampspodcast.com find everything you need from the group we will be back early next week to go over what the hell just happened through week one's weekend what we got right and mostly what we got wrong if you're me And then we'll roll into this, guys. 17 weeks. Here we go. Week one's about to happen. Have fun this weekend. Be safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Thanks so much for the support, guys. We'll see you next week. See you, champs.